Welcome, wrestling fans, to a bout of epic proportions. It's time to strap on your boots, throw that title over your shoulder, and stumble to the middle of the ring for a double choke slam from the Brothers of Discussion. In the far corner, the older, the wiser, the funnier, Mike Clang and Bang Clang. In the other corner, the younger, the quicker, the prettier, Matt, thumping and pumping, clang! Hi everybody, welcome to episode 56 of the Brothers of Discussion. I just realized I was I was talking, I wasn't holding my microphone, but it still picked up. It's fine, it's cool. It's still... It's I think what you meant to say is this is episode 56! Did I not say 56? I just made you want it, Howard. Go. Oh, okay. <laughs> As you were. <laughs> well, everybody, let's get through the uh, the nitty-gritty. That's, uh, you know, the boring stuff. We are, of course... As you all know, because you're all huge fans, you listen to every episode, we are at BOD Podcast. That's at BOD Podcast for Twitter. You can find us that way on Facebook. We are BODpodcast.com. That is the hub for all things Brothers of Discussion. You're going to find our blog. You're going to find all the podcast episodes. You're going to find links to the social media. Everything you need to stay in touch with the Brothers of Discussion, as well as everything pro wrestling, is going to be at BODpodcast.com. Now, on top of that, we will have links to the iTunes page for Brothers of Discussion. Why is that important? Because we are still giving away a $30 Pro Wrestling Tees gift card. That's right. I've taken away the three-month subscription to the WWE Network because nobody gave a fuck. So, $30 (laughs) Pro Wrestling Tees gift card. You will win it. All you have to do is subscribe, rate, and review the Brothers of Discussion. We, right now, uh, can tell... Who, who's probably going to win this? But uh, I, I tell you what, if you want a shot at winning this, you have a very good shot just by putting in your review. That's all you got to do. You have. It looks like we have one one positive review yep. from Ain't That Wet Behind the Ears. <laughs> I wasn't going to reveal that we only had one review, but uh, there it is, folks. One fresh, you... one fresh review. I haven't revealed that that's the only review. <laughs> Now, keep not keep, not a single clue has been dropped that that is the only review, not one. <laughs> I, I will say, keep in mind, we did say two winners for this contest, so uh, you still have a hundred percent chance of winning. You, absolutely, you can win, and then you can also create a burner account and leave another positive <laughs> review and win first and second place. <laughs> Uh, oh, pretty smart move on your part. So get your friends together. Uh, you know, get it, increase your chances just in case we get, uh, you know, the uh, quick bandwagon coming through and all the people that want to win. Uh, because yes, remember, on the website, yes, on the website we will have a link to help walk you through how to create a burner account for <laughs> Apple. So with, with that being said, uh, get those entries in, folks. Yeah, come yes. on, help the show out. Let's grow the show. 
Uh, we're obviously growing on Facebook and Twitter. We have we have our end of the year goal is to reach 1,000 followers on Facebook and Twitter. You, the great people of social media, have done a tremendous job getting us there. Twitter is nearly there. Facebook, we've got a little bit of work to do, but I have a good feeling that uh, a couple advertisements with good old Vince Russo at the helm uh, are going to help us out. We'll see how those do. Oh, absolutely, Matthew. I think hey, that is Vince. A- terrific idea you know much better than randy orton being a real viper and he snakes his way down to the ring and you know what i'm gonna book him to eat a live mouse on monday night raw wow across across promotion mouse match all right randy orton will be representing smackdown and we'll have a mouse from monday night raw you're welcome That's actually, uh, I mean, you know, being able to pick the winner there, that's uh, very telling in regards to how the shows have actually been operating uh, themselves. But we'll get into that later. We will talk about Ron SmackDown. We're going to talk about the... uh... I just want to add, it's not that big of a spot. You know, when I was released from WWE, I had to subside my caloric intake (laughs) with many a mouse. And mice are not that bad with a little ketchup. All right. Uh, do you do you hot dog bun that mouse then? I have hot dog bun a mouse, but I will not go into detail about that. If you had to name it though, would you call that a sandwich? I will say that a a hot dog in a bun is a sandwich, but a mouse a live mouse in a bun is just a war where the two of you both want a piece of that bread. <laughs> You were capturing live mice and trying to eat them? Why weren't you killing and kilking them? You so the man. problem, I didn't have a mouse trap on me. I only had a eight pack of hot dog buns. So I would get a bun in each hand and I would chase mice around in an alley. God damn you, Vince Russo. Well, I wish you luck. I hope you find... Well, you might not need the mice anymore, right? You've got... I may, You know, I may not podcast. have ever found love, but I have found one delicious mouse, let me tell you. I, I, I'll believe that. But, um, Vince Russo, thank you again. You know, the early mouse gets the cheese, but if you time it right, you get a mouse wrapped in cheese in a bun. <laughs> <laughs> you got... Well, don't you get a piece of cheese wrapped in mouse in a bun? <laughs> you know, I'm having some trouble self-popping at my own uh, premise here. Let's just move on, right. okay? Um, well, Mike, uh, I hope you can take the, the microphone away from Vince Russo here. Um, I, I think we had a couple of people we needed to honor uh, in regards to their, their work in uh, pro wrestling. It just recently passed. Um and this is our first episode since it happened, so we wanted to take a few minutes. Uh, Mike, uh, uh, take it away. Um, yeah, we had some deaths. Uh, Matt, take it away. No, we had. Uh, so we lost the grandpappy of Curtis Axel, the pappy of Mr. Kurt Henning. We lost the senior Henning, and he was so old he didn't even have the extra N in his name. And his name 
which I'm scrolling to right it's now. It's Larry the Axe Henning. I was getting there. He didn't really resonate with us. Uh, he did give us some great children that we love. Yeah. Um, and he's part of one of those, you know, great nepotistic uh, dynasties that WWF and E are so famous for. Mm. Um, but I thought a, uh, a bigger death as far as, you know, really resonating with the brothers of discussion and wrestlers that we like, um, we lost Dynamite Kid this week. Uh, the 60-year-old Dynamite Kid, um, he had a lot of health problems. He uh, had a lot of back injuries, so he had to, you know, take a lot of pain meds to get through that. And when he wrestled, he did a lot of steroids, too, um, just to kind of keep up because he wasn't the biggest guy of all time. He's only about 5'8". Uh, he had a, you know, a pretty strong, pretty strong read. Um, he wrote a, an autobiography about, you know, his his trials and tribulations in the ring. Um, but I think kind of going back and watching him, if you never have, and that's, you know, we might not approve of a lot of the contemporary pay per views on the WWE Network, but if you can go back and watch some Dynamite Kid. Um, you could probably give it one or two matches, and you'll you'll definitely see where a lot of our contemporaries came from as far as modeling their in-ring style. So you didn't have, you know, kind of those, kind of a more meandering pace, I'd say, if you were watching, uh, you know, like a Hogan or even a Macho Man. You know, it wasn't like the quickest matches yeah. of all time. Right, right. Um, but this guy was renowned for... Um, you know the chain wrestling where you know you're you're doing dueling arm bars um you know and kind of somersaulting up showing a lot of acrobatic acumen um you know things that we you know love about you know members of the undisputed era you know things we see in daniel bryan uh, one of the biggest advocates for dynamite kid and you know it's tough to talk about him because of what he did to his family but in the ring there's no disputing um how talented chris benoit was and when you watch Dynamite Kid, a lot of his signature moves, you can see Benoit definitely apprenticed himself to, as far as, uh, like, the flying headbutt, um, preluding that flying headbutt with a, a snap suplex, which, before Dynamite Kid really um, implemented it, you know, into his, um, into his moveset, you know, it wasn't something that was really genuinely done. Um, and it, it kind of you know, the whiplash effect of it, you know, makes it look a little more violent, makes it look, you know, like a more of a real fight in the ring, you know, as opposed to that kind of meandering, kind of traditional meandering pace, um, you know, that we saw in a lot of American wrestling. So, um, you know, we have a lot to thank Dynamite Kid for as far as, you know, creating a, a, a move set that adds to the realistic fight element, you know, of, you know, wrestling quote-unquote pro wrestling so he wasn't one of our favorites because we just weren't we weren't the right yeah. you know age to really enjoy him but going back you know you definitely want to thank him for helping to create a move set for somebody like a daniel bryan again a chris benoit you know an eddie guerrero and i know he used to give him you know a little a little bit of flack uh but roderick strong too um you definitely see a lot of his influence dynamite kids influence in roderick strong for sure 
Well, I think, uh, and you did it the right way too, Mike. Uh, the proper way to honor a guy that you're not incredibly familiar with, but you see how much he meant to the people that, um, you know, we follow. Uh, and, you know, all the social media uh, posting and, and things like that, you know, kind of kind of put it in perspective. So you, you went about it the right way. Go go and watch Dynamite Kid yourself and, and see why he was so important to all these, all these people that we love. You know, we could, we get mad at the WWE, we get mad at Monday Night Raw, we get mad at the scripting, but... You know, it's the pro wrestlers, I, I think, is, is why we show up. Um, and, and I think, if, if anything, we can honor them uh, by taking those, those few moments to, uh, to, see, uh, to see Dynamite Kid in, in, uh, in the ring. Yeah, I mean, uh, one of the kids' big, big um, um, feuds messages was, mes- messages was he didn't want to, he didn't care so much about promos he didn't care so much about um gimmicks he wanted to put on a really good in-ring performance so um definitely seeing how the brothers of discussion have kind of latched on to nxt and you know we're trying to get around nxt uk which are our programs that i think are a little more invested in the in-ring performance rather than you know the pop and circumstance yeah. you know we have you know we have something to you know uh, or thanks to as far as you know where we have put you know our 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 leisure time in you know we we also value that like the dynamite kid did so his heart was in the right spot he made some not super uh great life decisions but you know he he helped get us to a point where we're at right now where he helped create a lot of the um, wrestling wrestling positives uh things that inspire us to do this show every week well, with, so, uh, on that note, there's yeah. there's never a good transition to get out of it. But uh, you know, let's let's talk about that brand you were mentioning there. Let's let's get into NXT. Let's have a little bit of fun and uh, let, let's talk from I, I think uh, the most impactful moment of the entire week, uh, and that does include SmackDown. Even though we're going to make our argument at the end of the show of how I mean, not that anybody needs to argue of how horrible Rise and how much better SmackDown is. But uh, best moment of the week, again, comes from NXT. It's Aleister Black, Johnny Gargano, Tommaso Ciampa in the ring. I, I have a few questions to, to, to bring up because of this interaction. But um, ultimately what we're getting here is an Aleister Black and Johnny Gargano cage match, which I think is going to you know take us to that next step. We'll get Tommaso Ciampa his next opponent, right? Uh, but the beauty in this, for me, wasn't just that that happened, but we saw Alistair Black demonstrate exactly where he works best. You know, where's that wheelhouse? And it's in coming out there, and his, his one thing, and we said this even when he was NXT champion, we said Alistair Black has always been great, but where he's at his best is when it's only about kicking ass. And even though he called out, you know, for that that NXT championship, uh, I, I guess rematch or opportunity, whatever you want to call, call it. Um, when he made that call and asked for it, it was still about kicking the shit out of Champa, and, and that's that's where he's he's at his best. If they could find some way to get him the title and make it still being about kicking ass instead of having a hand on the title, and you know. Like always keeping it yeah. safe and protecting it and wearing tuxedos and suits to the ring. Uh, that that's not Alistair Black. This this was Alistair Black. Yeah, it's just a little weird because 
there was news that it was official that Black is going to fight Champa at uh, the next Takeover event. So is this just kind of that middle ground? Because we got you know, uh, what are we looking at? About eight weeks till that Takeover. So is this just a uh, you know something to kind of close the book on that story? Well, for Champa and Black, you I wouldn't have blamed him if if this moved on and. Uh... You know, it was just Black and, and Champa going at it. Maybe they realize they don't have enough to get through the next few weeks. Or maybe, you know, it has become, uh, 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 or at least what's become habit of the WWE on, on NXT and on uh, their main event programming. Um, they'll change the main event no problem. Whether it's because of an injury or they just can't, you know, they don't see the tickets moving. So they'll, they'll, they'll always have opportunities to make changes um and I, I won't be ready to say what the what the matches are or what the uh the main event's gonna be at nxt takeover uh phoenix uh until we're about a week away but i i guess that that does kind of bring up my first question though um uh, do Ooh. you do you see this resulting in a triple threat for the title are we gonna did they did they think that Aleister Black, Tommaso Ciampa, and Johnny Gargano was the big match that we all missed out on and they they wanna they wanna give another opportunity for that? You know, would it happen at the Royal Rumble? Is that the NXT WrestleMania main event? Just so many thoughts are going through my head. I I, I wanna hear your thoughts on that. Well, I think that um you know, something we've we've definitely done is like we see how like stone cold's opinion he says the the best matches are just traditional one-on-one um he hated royal rumbles uh which you know we we don't agree with so yeah, much so uh, he's wrong. <laughs> but uh uh but triple threats you know it's usually one guy gets knocked out of the ring and then it's you know it's a one-on-one until the third party gets back in and then you know you switch the dance partners and it's a different one-on-one um so i don't think that it would be a wrestlemania takeover match to have a triple threat for the title i think it would be a better use of that match is kind of a you know kind of a little void filler before the you know the real meat of the the feuds i think it would be better if we did turn it into a triple threat for royal rumble weekend um so i could definitely see you know card subject to change that's you know that's that's what i would book but yeah you know uh we're we're doing this for free and you know somebody else is you know writing nxt and we haven't really had any complaints about that show in quite some time so if they you know figure out a way to make the triple threat compelling at you know on a mania weekend that's you know good use of all three of their you know arguably three of their you know best characters uh black gargano and champa so i would do the i would i would do a one-on-one for wrestlemania weekend i would do a triple threat for the royal rumble weekend but Eh. it's you know that's that's just one humble opinion we'll we'll see what the nxt writers do though they might find a way to maybe do one-on-one for each and i don't know there's rumors that alistair might get called up um around the royal rumble so we'll see yeah i saw that too i I, it's always funny and it always brings the thought in my head of how how like how is this still getting us that excited how how are we still getting pumped for these guys getting called up when i mean it, it I, i'm thinking okay here's what i'm i started to think i i think when these guys get called up is they're making room in nxt 
before they're thinking <laughs> you know what i mean before they're thinking we need yeah. a guy on the main roster and i think they just become another issue like another problem to deal with did the smackdown roster need elmas i think they've made it pretty obvious it didn't there's absolutely nowhere to put them right now um so these these call-ups i think maybe we've been misinterpreting this whole time where we're thinking it's always been about the the roster needs this guy or we need to see this guy on the main roster and i think it i think it's turning into more let's make room on nxt because there's nothing else to do with you know this guy or we want to see how we can develop you know a matt riddle yeah um it was something i brought up too on a on an article that's on bodpodcast.com uh, about you know about this next generation who's who's going to take the big step in 2019 and, and matt riddle was one of those names and i i sort of looked at it and i said you know if riddle gets into the north american or the nxt championship discussion that doesn't leave a lot of room for alistair black to find something to do uh, even johnny gargano um so it's just lars sullivan well, yeah, and Lars is Lars is on his way. He's getting the ads on Raw and SmackDown, and they're treating it like, "Ooh, where's he gonna go?" Because I think they just don't know. Yeah, they don't I know mean, where to put they're him. Taking, they're sending the Street Profits to evolve. Um, Roderick Strong is going to evolve. Uh, what the hell does that mean for his Undisputed Era uh, position? What does that mean for know. the Undisputed Era? Are they actually gonna break up the Undisputed Era to bring like a one Adam Cole to the main roster? I, that does not bode well. That sounds like the end of Adam Cole and his run. I, I just, I know we're going in a different direction here, but um, it's just it it brings up a lot of trouble. You know, th- there's more trouble to come from this than anything else than than good. Yeah, it almost seems like the best scenario is not to keep you know putting. You can only get so much water in the pitcher, yeah. and SmackDown and Raw are already overflowing. And like NXT also has all this fresh water that they want to put in, you know. But it's almost like it's not that great of an idea to you know put this NXT these NXT guys just call them up. It's almost like you want to turn NXT into almost like an ECW. Where it's it's just its own promotion, you know, and occasionally you have an NXT guy fight a SmackDown guy, or yeah. you know, an NXT guy fight a Raw guy, but just to keep overflowing these rosters with these, nobody's getting TV time except for you know, you know, the AJ Styles, the Daniel Bryan's, the Strowmans, the Rollins, you know, the Ambrose, um, right. and all these other peripheral guys just kind of get lost, and it's not until you you know kind of go back on the network and say holy shit you know these guys could actually go you know what 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 happened um you know how did ty dillinger just fall off the map how did tyler breeze who is a, a god fall off the map how did bo dallas an nxt champion they don't they don't they don't give that to anybody they don't they don't shuffle the deck and just give that belt to every single person they pick the best of that you know that era's class of wrestlers and give them the belt and bo dallas is just a, a clown now yeah, and you, um, you look at tweets like from Ty Dillinger this week where I don't know if you saw this, but he tweeted out or, or somebody tweeted at him like, all right, Ty Dillinger, it's time for you to move on and go to the Indies. And I think they threw Sasha Banks in there, too. Um, or like, you know, the question got thrown out. Why why would you stick around in WWE? And then his response was money bags, little money bag emojis. It's like, 
so let's say that happens right uh so the next step is the wwe is going to start just going all right we're paying you to do nothing or we're going to keep you but you have to take a massive pay cut and not that there's like a salary cap or anything but they're just going to run out of money uh, especially with Vince starting the xfl and things like that so what well, you know i think I think time is short in regards to a lot of these NXT guys. Um, I think I think we could be seeing you know some some major transitions. Not now, but definitely uh, definitely going into 2020 and going forward from there in regards to who's going to be our main event guys. Because um, they they might decide sure we're going to pay Seth Rollins and you know we're going to make sure Daniel Bryan and AJ Styles are happy even though AJ's stuck in a contract dispute, but. Obviously, Nakamura is going to be a guy that's gone, and I think that's best for him. Um, uh, you've got injuries, uh, an injury-prone uh, superstar in Bray Wyatt, so he's gone. Um, you know, I mean, those are the guys that, that probably should go out and get a fresh start. And, uh, you know, you go the Drew McIntyre way, and you come back, you come back the triumphant hero, you go through NXT, you try it again, see if your character builds up. Uh, go from there. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I It's my fault we went on this tangent, but I, I know there are two guys that are – look the, the future is looking bright because they called out the tag champs. The tag champs responded in kind of a shitty way, but damn it, I think, Mike, we have tickets to the NXT uh, Phoenix. We're coming. Mike, we're going to see – we're going to see Heavy Machinery win the effing NXT tag titles. How amazing is that? The uh, the two oh. biggest heavy machinery fans are going to be in attendance because there is absolutely zero way Undisputed Era is walking out of that uh, walking out of that show with the tag titles. Now here's my question: uh, Hot take. Uh, will they still going forward? You know, we I've been uh, bombarding Triple H with requests for heavy machinery merchandise. Uh, he's been no selling every request. Right now. Uh, hot tag is that because they're going to be rebranded as quote the construction workers oh i think yeah that is once the undisputed era made that official uh they they started printing out those those t-shirts so expect them to not only come out in their regular garb but they'll also be wearing white construction worker hats uh of, <laughs> of course just to ensure any hard or heavy flying objects uh you know they'll, they'll hit the hat first before they hit right. the skull caution hats uh perhaps some actual blue collars i think um Ooh. like just like just a blue collar like kind of how like a priest does it you know with that little well what i really like is the two of them are about 600 pounds combined um you know and when you go you know you know when you watch 205 live for a while they had their own purple ropes yeah uh smackdown has blue raw has red uh i think for heavy machinery matches we should pull out the ropes and just put in caution tape and watch these two 600-pound <laughs> men flying go bouncing brain. off a of caution tape. <laughs> well, Mike, you're you're booking uh, you're booking heavy machinery the way that Vince McMahon's going to book them once they get called up you know, to the that, main roster. You know, Michael, I think that is a terrific idea. <laughs> I love it a lot. Russo weighing in. Thank you, Vince. Um, I was I was thinking Vince McMahon, but that that also works. <laughs> it, oh, and they go main roster. Yeah, they're yeah. they're going to come out and the got a stupid construction worker yeah put it on put it on that fat that fat idiot let's right get there. uh let's get some overalls get some overalls 
You know what? Uh, I bet the fat guy, he could probably fart on command, huh? All right, yeah, make him do that. Yeah, right into the microphone. It'll be hilarious. How about I fart on command? And then, because I can, because I'm a real man with big old grapefruits. <laughs> I'm a real man. <laughs> Austin! <laughs> I'm a real man. Hey! Um, so that's probably how his fights end with Shane every week. Uh, in other news, uh, so we are, I, I'm guessing. Yeah, the, ho- we- the holidays have to be really weird at that house. But anyway. <laughs> <laughs> like when Vince walks down, like wearing, they have a like, real Festivus. Yeah. Uh, so he he's definitely wearing Santa pants and suspenders, and he's got a bag of presents, but he's got and no, no shirt. shirt. <laughs> he's all greased up. <laughs> oh, Dad. Um, That's <laughs> Stephanie. Oh, I thought that was Shane. That was pretty good. <laughs> uh, so it uh, no, it definitely Shane, smells Shane's like got ca- that that staggered like speaking pattern and you got to get flop sweat like immediately just because you're out yeah, in front of all really these nervous. people <sighs> yeah is he like an fbi informant why is he so sweaty all the time <laughs> i think he just I, I think he's the one family member that can't handle the heat and can't handle the pressure like he's got to really uh, he's got to really smell bad that's a lot of nervous sweat yeah it's it, it, he's got the uh he's got like a sort of kermit the frog kind of ray romano voice and he's never he's never sure of what he's saying you can see it like he's always moving his arms and things and he's got his eyebrows up and he tucks his chin in it's just he's got to have those little white marks you know like when you wear a baseball cap too much and then it kind of gets that white he's got to have that on his sleeves because he's always like dabbing his forehead with the back of his wrist yeah man his all those expensive shirts just gone for waste anyway uh yeah heavy machinery so uh, real quick, <clears throat> we haven't we haven't uh, we've totally no sold it, but uh, Mauro Ranallo, oh mamma mia, came back. Hey, um, he actually factored into the Champa promo this week too. Uh, Champa called out the mamma mia, um, but uh, Nigel McGinnis and Mauro Ranallo, uh, besides having heavy machinery, cut a shoot promo. Besides undisputed era. Uh, name dropping the construction workers. Morrow also mentioned Matthew, the heavy machinery is not lost in yeah. six months. What? When did that happen? Was that just about? That doesn't sound. Yeah. What's up with this Goldberg streak? I, what? How did they go? They won like two matches. Now <laughs> they've gone six months undefeated. Yeah. That doesn't sound right at all. No, that's I, right. They've I only, love these guys. They've only fought two matches. They won them both um that's a six month undefeated streak if you if you're counting at home i guess yeah, i guess technically yeah. <laughs> um i yeah that kind of blew my socks off too but that that's another reason that this is definitely heavy machinery going over at uh like sean sean michaels is on like an eight year win streak right now it's pretty incredible is he didn't he he lost his last he, match Shawn Michaels? No, he beat uh, Kane and Undertaker. Oh, right. That's a win. See, see, I blocked that out of my memory, and now it's coming. Nope, think about this it. This is like... It was real. That was real to me, damn it. <laughs> what was the... In Get Out, what was the quiet space or whatever? Like, I feel like I just came rushing back, and I was like, No, that did happen! Oh. <laughs> ah, no! <laughs> um, I forgot what that's called. Um... The quiet zone. It's not the dark place. The the deep quiet the deep zone. zone. The dead dead zone was a uh, uh, Stephen King. 
All right, let's move on. Let's talk uh, EOMs coming out, saving Dakota Kai. That was pretty hot. Uh, um, not, <laughs> not like a like a hot you know chick. I mean like hot as in like that was that was a pretty great moment. Uh, I I like. Oh, the sunken place. Yeah, that's it. I'm glad you weren't even listening. Um. <laughs> yeah, I didn't hear any of that. All right, go ahead. EO and Dakota Kai teaming up again. Uh, I like it a lot. Got to take down the the three of four horsewomen um there's one thing i noticed is how much more pumped Shayna baszler is than her counterparts and i i just yeah We're, weren't all three of you in mma yeah, that, oh my god we were thinking the same thing yes i, oh god, I just sh- like Shayna's the only one who won a match i guess yeah, oh I guess my god so. um there better be <laughs> some really great holds coming from uh you know the rest of the four horsewomen um well i guess oh, don't, don't let me forget when we go to nxt uk to talk about rest holds but go ahead <laughs> but yeah it's just uh i mean that was obviously it came to both of our minds we watched it on separate occasions and i i just i don't know uh i think one thing that i'm writing right now for bodpodcast.com is something that focuses on casting and how what a horrible job they actually do casting and that that's in regards to you know what what can this person do there's there's a reason that you know a fat guy doesn't get cast as a a, a main role in every, in every movie i mean there's just things that are believable to us now because of routines and traditions and patterns the casting on WWE programming is absolutely awful. They never take into consideration like what you can do. They just go, that person's going to be in the main event now, regardless of them being able to speak or not. And I feel yep. like this is another one of those... We don't know anything yet, but that was just the thought that came in my head. As, as anybody listening to BOD Pat or Brothers of Discussion, we're not saying that the Four Horsewomen is going to fail... But I just looked at that, and I didn't have any thought really about the pro wrestling style, but from the physical appearance, and I was like, this is the most intimidating force on the women's roster in NXT? Hell no. EO came out there, and she's throwing her butt around doing those uh, butt punches out of the ring. That was great. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, Yeah, I mean, uh, Jessamine and uh, Marina... uh... I, maybe they're really good at submission holds uh, yeah like we said I, I think it's <laughs> I, yeah um but i guess it it kind of helps because if they were all as big as Shayna, it would just be a, a squash all the time you know it would look like when aop you know fights just about anybody because those guys are both lesnar sized um you know like six four three hundred pounds so if they were all big Shaynas, i you know the, the division would be squashed yeah. there'd be nothing to do there there's there's no there's no credible opponent for that for three shanas you can maybe beat one shana but not three of them you know so um and maybe they lost weight you know maybe they went christian bale you know to make shana look even bigger and maybe they'll you know they'll beef back nice. up when they have to go solo or something i don't know well one guy who's trying to bring back his credibility and I'm glad you typed this out. Punishment Martinez. <laughs> I was going to say Cassiusono as he came out to get some uh, revenge on Matt Riddle, who, you know, won two hits, me hitting you, you hitting the floor, and his victory at uh, the last NXT TakeOver War Games. Uh, so there, there's two big stories here. That this um, The rivalry or the feud between Matt Riddle and Cassiusono is not over, but we also got to see Punishment Martinez for the first time Put on a pretty good show. He lost uh, the hard camera a couple times, and that's hard to do when you edit the show to a T. 
So punishment has some work to do. And I, for all of you punishment Martinez fans that are listening and going, I know this guy like the back of my hand. That does happen. And that's the thing you got to figure out when you, when you're working TV is you got to figure out the details. Um, but you know, move set wise, him and Matt Rowe put on a hell of a show. And as we learned from the fantastic research of Mauro Nalo, former tag team of Matt Riddle and punishment Martinez. So they obviously know each other. Well, they were going to work together well. And it's, it's another topic actually brought in, brought up before in other shows, um, where in NXT, you kind of work with someone, you know, the first couple times. Uh, so it'll be the real test will be punishment Martinez against anyone else. Yeah. Uh, cause you have that familiarity, you have the chemistry, um, you know, that's why it's, you know, a good example is like, uh, you know, New Day and the Usos. That's why you, they can't possibly have a bad match. They're so good. They know each other's moves so well. Like they, they know how to just seamlessly go, you know, uh, um, like chain five or six different, you know, moves together. So hopefully Punishment didn't just look good because of his familiarity with Matt Riddle, but you know, I'm excited to see more of him. He, he kind of looked like, uh, um like a less like a not a defensive tackle you know like roman reigns but like a you know, like a weak side linebacker version of roman reigns yeah How about that i like that yeah all right all right uh, yeah moving moving right along um i mean uh I, do you want to touch on cassius uh, does that mean anything to you matt riddle and cassius still going at it uh Cassius Odo. Um, I don't <laughs> mind seeing him get a little more TV Doing time. Doing your Rory and, you know, impression. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that was perfect. I'm not going to complain about seeing more Cassius Ono, especially as a bad guy. This It's kind of a fun reboot for me. You know, like how Daniel Bryan has been a face for... I don't know what... Before, you know, before this current run, just, you know, that's all we could picture him is yes, yes, yes. Yeah. And Cassius Ono's kind of been uh, kind of a punching bag. Um, <laughs> so I, I, I kind of like seeing him uh, pummel this young punk, Matt Riddle, who, you know, he still needs to show me something. You know, it's, I get he's, you know, unique. He's got long, you know, lionish, like a mane of hair and he doesn't wear shoes. Great. Um... You know, I, I want a little pomp and circumstance. Who is this guy? Give me a promo. I, I'm not ready to say bro yet. I, I need to see more. So maybe Cassius Ono, he sounds like just the man to, you know, maybe get some good promos out of Matt Riddle. So, Well, speaking of uh, uh, good promos, I think that's what uh, you're looking for when we talk and woo! make our transition. NXT UK. NXT UK. Holy Mac. Every, you know, every week NXT comes on. And I watch the episode, and I'm like, oh, I can't wait. Because, like, next week we got, you know, EC3 versus um, Bobby Fish. We got, you know, more women qualifying for the um, uh, NXT Women's Championship. You know, we got those matches around the corner. We got a, you know, we're going to build up Heavy Machinery with their, you know, six to seven month, eight month undefeated streak. Um, you know, there's things going on. Velveteen Dream, you know, what's he got coming up? It doesn't matter. He just knows how to make whatever he does next interesting. Yeah. Oh, man. But the UK promos are... Oh, man. It, it's... It's... I think I think the word I'm going to use is surprising. Yeah, it's kind of... I mean, like, if we... These, these guys are super polished. Like, 
these UK guys all tweet each other and they're you know they're pumped about you know who who can actually fight now you know we're listening to like Will Osprey wants to you know battle some of these guys and he's you know joking because he wants to fight some of the best of the best but they're all being contractually obligated to WWE you know parentheses NXT UK um, so we know all these guys can fight but it where NXT it feels like it has that perfect blend of you know in ring um capability with just the right amount of like promo work it's almost like nxt uk needs they need just a little just a little bit of vince mcmahon i need a little bit of promo work i need a little bit of pop and circumstance yeah i I need i need something yeah so instead of it being if i hear one more promo about you know i'm just here to fight the best of the best and i'm gonna try real hard oh gee shucks but then you know they throw, oh, um, you know, um, oh, he's a major influence on me, and I feel terrible that I didn't win. So he was brilliant, you know. Oh, I'm going to fight real hard. Like, shut the fuck up, man. <laughs> Be a heel or a face. I haven't said fuck in, like, four episodes, but this, ugh. Like, Mastiff, uh, he's a monster. He comes out wearing red and black, a clear allusion to Vader, who was a motherfucker who would pull your ears out of your head and headbutt you and bite you and smush you with his obesity he's 490 pounds or whatever they wanted to fib and mastiff <laughs> wins against a guy who's a, a a troll hog or something he's the boar yeah uh, he's the wild boar and he's got contacts and his teeth are falling out and mastiff wins his match and says oh yeah it was brilliant you know i can't wait you know to prove myself here this nxt uk is so great look at all the competition who gives a flying fuck about friendly competition like miz addressed this two weeks ago for all of us like nobody would have cared about aj and daniel bryan shaking hands at another match it didn't work for aj and daniel or aj and nakamura so they had to reboot that and turn nakamura into a heel they're doing it now with aj and daniel bryan daniel bryan's a clear-cut heel kicking people in the dick we need some promos guys we need to sell these storylines we can't just have all these you know dynamite kid matches and there's no reason to watch i need some story that's why we turn into this we're not watching you know it's like mma without the 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 real threat of violence right but you have a storyline and they're skipping all that their biggest faction is wolfgang and the coffee brothers which sounds like something pulled right out of red dead redemption but we don't know anything about these guys. I don't know anything about the Coffee Brothers. Do they drink coffee? Do they even like coffee? I don't know. Yeah, it's Wolfgang, just, it's just kind of Wolfgang howled. Feels... He made he made a W. Is he Wonder Woman? I don't know what that W is. What's happening? It just kind of feels like there's you know the mean guys and the nice guys, and it's. I don't even know who to boo or cheer for. Yeah, it. it uh, I'll my honest opinion here is NXT UK quickly, quickly is turning into a chore. You've got two hours in the middle of the day on a Wednesday, if not any time you can find it, which means if you're watching it after NXT, you've got three hours of pro wrestling to watch, and it's not as good as NXT. So, I, I mean, it's just right now, I I would probably space out these episodes a little bit more. I think I'd save the amount of content we have, um, keep going with the one-hour shows, because I don't think... It makes a difference on your own network. 
Um, you don't really. Yeah, it's like they're it's like they're trying to catch up, you know, for lost time with the regular NXT. But um, yeah, I just right now it's not it's it's definitely not doing it for me. Um, it, you you know you bring up a lot of good points, but the scariest part is that um, it's starting to feel like a chore, and I I know that nobody else is a fan of that feeling. Um, but you know, with that, I don't know if you wanted to really go too deep into. And I mean, I I, I want to like it. Like I want to like that Flash Morgan Webster. You know, I want to like Mastiff. Um. You know who doesn't love Trent Seven and Tyler Bates? Um. You know, and then you still got, you know, the UK champion. You got the bruiser weight. Yep. So it's not like these guys are, you know, inept. We know they can tell, you know, stories in the ring, but like the peripheral guys, there's probably a, a dozen or so. You know, we've had what, uh, probably about ten episodes, maybe. Um, there's a lot of just first and last names, and I, I, I honestly don't know any of these guys. Um, yeah it's nobody's standing out nobody even cares about the brass ring it's like they all just want to tell that um you know you know like even oni oni and oni lorkin and danny birch right they they didn't get you know tons of tv time but when they were first starting out before they were really a tag team and they were just feuding with each other they'd still find a way to be memorable memorable by just beating the shit out of each other with just the stiffest knife edge chops and slaps you've ever seen in your life yeah um so those guys still resonated with me but you know this nxt uk rosters maybe 30 40 guys uh and they're they're not they're not doing anything for me they gotta they gotta tell some stories yeah i thought you know, I, we were going to and that we i gotta I, we gotta reboot as far as you know you said casting if we're gonna sell mastiff as you know, God, I don't even want to, I can't believe I'm saying this. Like a gentlemanly Vader. That guy, his name's like Eddie James. He looks like a like a shorter haircut Baron Corbin. Yeah. And he's only like 6'1 instead of 6'7. We we gotta find somebody else, man. I, I I can't I can't suspend the disbelief where, you know, I think that this guy's a monster. Like he he's too skinny. He's not he's not he's not ready for that role like for the way they treat him like he's this uh just world beater you know heel bad guy he's not baron corbin shaped i i can't get on board with it and so when his matches start i know he's gonna win and it 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 hurts two people because it it hurts him because he's being billed as a it's like building me as the you know the monster on wwe like uh he's he's like five eight or five nine and he's like 170 pounds right. how the hell is he a monster like it so then whoever i beat also loses credibility so it's not like you lost the good fight you know like losing the mastiff makes sense because the guy's like 320 pounds but this other bozo six one he he looks like he's about a buck 80 he looks like he could be on 205 live like it's just a weird weird booking decision i i, I don't know if it's something that maybe you and i are just not as in touch with how uh uk wrestling is booked but it doesn't feel like we're on the cusp of watching um you know a bunch of onis and dannies it just kind of feels like we're watching a lot of a lot of new people and when i said i wanted to mention the rest holds they had the the women's match that wasn't real ripley and uh candy floss 
Um, it's the one they're trying to book is like a like a vampire Isla Isla Dawn, I think her name is. Yeah. That match was seven minutes. Uh, I honestly want to say like five minutes of it was rest holds, and then the last thirty seconds, like Dawn got her shit in and yeah. you know did her finishers. That was the problem last week too, and and it's just. I don't know. It's just like if they if that's what they're if that's where they're at, why are they putting them on TV and why are we force feeding all these episodes right. at once? Why do we have two hours of this if you can cut down these rest holds in the editing editing room and make this a one hour episode? That works for me. I don't need to see five minutes of rest holds with people I don't know. Come on, I mean, honest, you know, we're we're thinking about going to watch uh, some indie wrestling this weekend. Um, and we probably should give that a quick plug if, if you're in the Michigan area. Um, Mike, what's it called? Well, it's uh, Clash Wrestling. Um, it's going to be in Taylor, uh, the Taylor Trade Center, um, 8 o'clock on Saturday. Um, um, it's one of their big events. They're going to have, they're going to stuff their their version of the Royal Rumble um, because, you know, they, I think they have just a weird, uh, yeah, scheduling that's fine. thing yeah. going on in January. No, but that's, that's... they're gonna have their Royal Rumble. Um, yeah, no, let's figure that part out. Let's... It's it's uh, <laughs> it's a really well done show yeah. for you know being being small potatoes. Uh, so yeah, if you're down river, it's Clash Wrestling at the Taylor. You said, oh, uh, Taylor Trade Center. Taylor Trade Center. But here's the point. The point is obviously there's gonna be guys we're gonna watch that we don't know, but. I am going to invest. And just one... uh, sorry, just real quick. I just want to give him one more plug. Oh my god, Mike! On. It's a, it's just, it's clashwrestling.com. Just so you can check out, um, <laughs> you know, tickets. It's gonna be, it's called All Out War at the Taylor Town Trade Center. And if, if you're listening and you're from Clash Wrestling, please give us interviews. We'd love to, <laughs> um, because we just gave you a free plug, and uh, <laughs> two free plugs. Um, but the point I was gonna make was that, of course, there's gonna be guys in there that we don't know. But they're going to set up that show to make sense with, you know, we're only going to see these guys once. And, yes, there will be people there that have seen every single Clash Wrestling. That's great. But the show is going to be scripted so that if you don't know everybody, you can figure it out. You can get on board. You can pick your favorites right quick and then get out. And that will be it. You won't have to think about it again. You'll maybe enjoy the show quite a bit, but you're not going to sit there and worry about it and dissect it like we do with this programming. And that's because we watch it on a weekly basis. So it has to be better. The story has to be better. The writing has to be better. The characters have to be better. The casting has to be better. It's just, I don't know. I, 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 I know well, I like, don't want to just run this brand into the ground because it did just start. But you look yeah. at how successful NXT was right from the get-go and how excited I was to watch every episode right from the get-go. And now you look at NXT UK and I'll be honest, like I said right at the beginning, it feels like a chore already. Yeah, I mean, I guess with that match too, it's which know, match? I, you know, we we've we've been uh, the Isla Dawn match. Okay. Um, you got to do one of them. You got to either you got to either go in the ring or you got to give us a promo because we got we got to see that you you know there's some reason for us to be watching you and to do neither. Yeah. <sighs> So it's not their fault. Like, we've all been new at something, but why are they even putting them on TV to make them look like they don't know what they're doing? Yeah. You know? And, and... It's just kind of a... 
It's not Isla Dawn's fault. She she didn't say, hey, I'm brand new. Make me do an eight-minute TV match, you know, against somebody I've, you know, probably don't have a lot of familiarity with. It's just, why why even do that to them? I don't know. Well, uh, moving on to uh, another brand that we can almost never figure out what the hell's going on, uh, at least in the <laughs> last six months, is Monday Night Raw. Oh, right, right. Yeah, they're still doing that. So, okay. like, there's – it's so funny. Like, I can get excited about things, and then I realize what's actually going on with them. And one of those things is the thing I've been predicting since May, or I guess since April, is the split up of Dolph Ziggler and Drew McIntyre. They're finally yes. – you know, they did this whole – Drew McIntyre is owning this roster right now. Like, they're anointing him as their, their king uh, on the heel side. And that's that's great. That was fantastic. But then Ziggler came out to address it. I and I I don't I don't like where it's going because they immediately found a way to make McIntyre forget about Ziggler, which this has been something you've been building up since May. How is this not bigger? How is this not Ziggler is troubled and has like this okay I can't get rid of Drew so I'll follow I'll fall in line right now or you know McIntyre not necessarily immediately kicking him to the curb um you know that that's one way to go they just went from we're besties to buy they went from Drew McIntyre is saving Ziggler from Braun Strowman to now they're not on segments together to now McIntyre, you know, even though Ziggler got the win, you know, McIntyre beats up Ziggler. And it's just, and, and and it ends, and they're focused on Finn Balor and Drew McIntyre, which nobody's going to complain about when it comes to pro wrestling and it comes to, you know, looking at these matches years yeah. from now. We're not going to go, oh, man. You just, you just, you feel like they just kind of sped it up a little too quick. Yeah, like, it, it's something that could have been great. And it's just, like, that could have been the one thing on Monday Night Raw that was like, all right, this, it all sucks, but at least I can look forward to this. And now they just completely ran it, ran that idea right into the ground in a matter of one match, and now McIntyre's going to move on. You know, this looks like something, maybe it'll figure into the Royal Rumble. Maybe Ziggler's going to eliminate McIntyre, um, which Ooh, really, yeah, God. it would be disappointing. Um, even though I'm a huge and always have been, a it would huge be the Ziggler first fan. time we've ever booed a Ziggler elimination. Yeah, um, <laughs> it just won't make sense. It'll it'll hurt McIntyre, and then McIntyre goes on this amazing winning streak, and it looks so difficult for him to lose, and he goes into one match with Ziggler, and loses. And what did that do for Ziggler? <laughs> Nothing. Ziggler's at the same spot. What did that do for McIntyre? Made him look like a, made him look like an idiot. So, I, but you know that's one thing. That's one thing that is a misstep, but it's more for me. The other missteps, Mike. I mean, Dean Ambrose and the Bane and talking through a mask. Yeah. What I, the f- fuck was that? Um, the revival gets. I don't know. They're done. They're. <laughs> You t- I kind of, you know, to be honest, I kind of like how McIntyre, like, now I have something to look forward to every week, because now I want to see how McIntyre and Ziggler develop, like, the other option would have been to maybe, you know, have them fall apart at a pay-per-view, but I kind of want to see this drama play out. The one thing I am worried about is what you alluded to, was uh, Ziggler affecting McIntyre's ability to win the Royal Rumble. Um 
just because I'm not against, you know, Braun or Seth Rollins coming out on top for that event. Yeah, well, but I'm against Braun. I, but... I just mean, like, I don't want to see Braun just crush the competition. You know, I love Braun, but it's not as fun to see him do that. You know, like, the Royal Rumble, that means there's, you know, like, the drama's out of it. Because he's too big to, you know, credibly lose, you know, outside of, you know, how he's gotten eliminated in the in recent years. You know, like, with uh, Baron Corbin taking him out or, you know, Lesnar having to take him out. You know, the biggest guys had to do it. Um, you know, and Seth Rollins is already a made man. So, I don't, I don't know if he needs a Royal Rumble. I mean, I guess they give him to, you know, their, their you know, Batistas, Ortons, Cena's, Hogan's, Michael's, Undertaker's. Austin's like your biggest guys and that's what Rollins is but eh, I think McIntyre would be a really like it would be in the same vein as Nakamura getting it like whoa you know like a a new-ish guy you know somebody who hasn't you know already had you know titles somebody who hasn't already had um you know tons of pay-per-view success so especially coming from 3MB, that, that would really, you know, move the needle, I feel like. Like, wow, we have a brand new main event player yeah. rather than reinforcing, you know, somebody we already have. And and I'll, I'll make the argument, too, that, you know, the especially in, like, the Stone Cold era, like, the Royal Rumble just seemed to be the best way to get the number one guy back into the main event. Um, yeah. So when you, you think about that, I mean... Braun Strowman has yet to leave the main event, so for all intents and purposes, he has the first claim, I think, to the Universal Championship, a, a rematch for a vacated title. Um, I think he still can lay claim to that, and he got cheated out of out of the win. Um, so from that perspective, Braun doesn't he need should, the Royal. He should just have, yeah, he should just have a title match at Royal. Right, Rumble. exactly. And, and I think that's best for business uh, because having Braun in the Royal Rumble makes it difficult to figure out how to eliminate him. Um, or, you know, I, you talk about Seth Rollins. That's a perfect opportunity for him to just be elevated past the Intercontinental Championship. Um, you know, you hope, you hope for something like a Roman Reigns because that would just be amazing. But we don't know, again, where he's at right now and his, his recovery. Recovery, um, yep. But then I, I guess the rest of the raw roster is kind of I don't I don't know I mean you, it'd be great to see Finn Balor win it but do you have any confidence going past Royal Rumble that that story is going to be written well? Zero. Yeah. Um, Finn Balor's only in the title picture depending on who has the belt. If it's Brock, nope. If it's Braun, nope. It would have to be somebody like McIntyre. Yeah. Um. You know, they're, they're vaguely from the same part of the world. Um, you know, guys who've made it in the indie scene. Um, yeah, they, they, they have a rapport. Um, but the credibility of Finn defeating Brock or Braun is just zero at this point because of the way yeah. he's been booked. So, But, eh. I, I mean, you know, or, you know, ultimately where I'm going with that is, is McIntyre just feels like that choice to, to finally solidify his spot in the main event um it's unquestioned at that point and then you've got a guy well, we we keep bringing up casting keep yeah I, I just it's my new thing yep if as far as casting that that um he's got the physical look um his moveset's really good um his finisher's vaguely unique you know a lot of people are doing some version of a ddt uh 
you know, some sort of, um, you know, we have a lot of arm bards, a lot of spears. Uh, we have a lot of shining wizards. Uh, too many, I'll say. Um, and he's actually doing a running kick. Yeah. Which, it's, you know, pretty unique. Um, and then he's got the promos. He's got the confidence. Uh, he has the proper voice for it. Yeah. He's got the proper verbiage. I, I would give him the green light, but, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens in January. Yeah, and I, I'm seeing, like, light pushback on social media, which is kind of odd to me. Um, but, I mean, when you look at the way the Ziggler thing might be getting handled, that may, then it makes sense. It's like, what are you doing? This is gold. Um, but I'll, I'll say, too, if I got what I wanted, what I said at the start of this segment, then that means McIntyre doesn't go to the main event. Instead, he probably goes into WrestleMania fighting Ziggler. Big snore. Um, what? Well, it might just be. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. Yeah, you know, like I think our problem is when you and I do our fantasy booking, we try to stuff too many things into one segment, and maybe breaking up with Ziggler now kind of clears him up to be his own man come Royal Rumble. Like you don't want to have to, f- you know, force feed all that stuff into one, one, you know, set of weeks. You know, this is something that yeah, you know that might, makes will, sense. you know, maybe impact TLC. You know, they'll finish it there, and then he can move forward and, you know, focus on his own goals. Well, uh, everything else uh, on Rod, you want to touch on? I mean, I, I kind of laid out I'm not a huge fan of Dean Ambrose. I know we're hitting an hour here, um, and we still oh. have SmackDown to talk about. Yeah, let's uh, – I, I didn't hate the Ambrose thing. It's just, like, he – He's kind of for me. He's kind of like Samoa Joe. I think he can make an even a ridiculous promo, you know, is is work as well as it possibly can. Um, I, I hope it's not a recurring thing where he keeps wearing a mask. I, yeah, it's just kind of silly. But um, if anyone can pull it off, you know, I I I would give Ambrose, you know, that that give him the nod. I didn't. It didn't bother me as much as I think it bothered you. Well, I mean, to me, I just, you, you don't even need to go in that direction. I, I, I don't know. And, and to have him with a bunch of security, it was kind of weird. It, it kind of is the same issue I have with, you know, Aleister Black going in suits and holding on to his title real tight. So that's not what he was about. Like, that's not what Dean Ambrose was about. He wasn't about being protected. He, he, he wanted to fight. And you know they do the whole stab his brother in the back kind of thing but then you know he's also going out and attacking seth rollins so i it it doesn't make sense uh to me to have him go in that direction sure have him wear the mask have him do the the um bane thing but don't have him be protected i i i don't get that part that was that's the odd part to me that's not what you're gonna read on social media people just don't like how silly it was to have him wear that mask I, I think it I think what people are forgetting is how much that doesn't work for how his character's been built up for the last five years. Um, he's he's tough. He's crazy. He's a lunatic. He doesn't care about being protected. He wants to fight, and and now when he's a heel, he doesn't. And he doesn't have he doesn't have the benefit of what Daniel Bryan gets to say, where I used to fight every day, and now I have to take extra precautions. And that is my transition to get away from Raw in case you really absolutely need to say more about Dean Ambrose. You know, speaking of Monday Night Raw. Oh, my God. No, okay. I'm good. All right, SmackDown. Uh, this did have some stuff I liked a lot. Um, well, yeah, let's go I, into Daniel. I, 
I love this this heel gimmick. Uh, I, I think he's doing really well with it. I like that to be a heel, much like CM Punk used to do when he was straight edge, Daniel Bryan is just really pushing uh, being vegan and eco-friendly. And that is the easiest way to get a crowd to hate you, <laughs> to prove how much... <laughs> better you are for the environment than they are <laughs> well you know i i will say it'll be interesting because is uh you know even though this the wrestling crowd seems to i don't know progress slower than the rest of the world uh in those sorts of regards yeah there does seem to be a lag it's like they're canada or something i, I don't get well it. i was yeah. i was gonna say it the i think the 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 wwe community definitely i think the pro wrestling community on a whole is getting a lot younger and I think you are seeing a lot of progressive types that, you know, I, I think we'll recognize what Daniel's doing and we'll appreciate it. But I, I don't know if it'll it'll resonate. You know, it won't well, make think, him evil like it will. Like it'll be more funny and fun than it will pure evil. Well, I think it's so funny that you I can't e I can't even imagine going the other way and him being like, uh you know let's let's stop destroying the earth you know aj saying something like that come on guys we gotta stop destroying the earth look at daniel bryan he's he's uh he's still buying nestle water bottles you know yeah. uh we gotta stop doing that let's get some aj styles reusable water bottles you know uh i can't like i feel like the crowd would just turn on him like what no i'm not i'm gonna i'm gonna use up all the plastic i want man you know i'm gonna buy every plastic cup i can yeah. but so it's it's literally like Daniel Bryan's making good points, but because we are an American crowd who is full of self indulgence, somehow the WWE writers were had their finger on the pulse and figured out how to get real finally real heat for the new Daniel Bryan <laughs> <laughs> by calling them out on their own sins. Um, well, yeah. So Daniel had the no he had the no chant he had the yes chant Matt hot tag. Uh, do you see the fickle chant living much longer? Yeah, that's that's another thing too. Like, I, I think people are gonna like. I think people are gonna like the fickle side. <laughs> I, I I don't know if that's uh, if that's necessarily the best route is for him to have something he's yelling out because I think the fans love cheering. So, and I think fickle's very unique. So I think they're gonna yeah. go for it. <laughs> um. Well, you know, with this storyline for Daniel Bryan. Yeah. It definitely feels a little bit like they're trying to piggyback on Champa and Gargano, and so where Champa has kind of tried to play puppet master, yeah, you know, between with Gargano to influence, you know, how you know whether or not Champa has to actually fight Alistair Black. It definitely looks like they're trying to do the same thing with Miz and Daniel Bryan, with Miz trying to take that puppet master role. Um, you know, having an influence on Daniel Bryan, like, you know, what he's been saying is making sense to Daniel, so he's been making choices that are a little more Miz-like than the traditional, you know, yes-man choices. Um, no, I can, I, I for me, I, I like this this interesting aspect, because I, I mean, if I, I've talked about this before, and it's, it's... And plus, real quick, anything that gets Miz away from Shane McMahon. Oh, yeah, 100%. Um, anything like any way to get Shane McMahon off the TV, um, but I, I, I was gonna say I always I always enjoyed like going back to like comic books and our Saturday morning cartoons and movies, like seeing 
either two bad guys unite or two good guys unite that don't normally or maybe a bad guy and a good guy like those stories are always so great and to see a feud that has gone you know we've we've posted the article of the years that this feud has gone on for daniel bryan and the miz and to see the miz you know try and grab aj to try and protect daniel bryan was just like i don't know it just does something for me like those storylines are so great when you see the two people that shouldn't be fighting together you know protecting each other and helping each other i just uh, it's it's so great it's it's uh, i think it's better than seeing the two friends break up i i think and i think it's part of the like the humanity in me i like seeing people come together i like seeing friendships build up then you know so I, i'm more of a fan of the miz helping daniel bryan than i was of daniel bryan kicking aj in the nuts like that's that for me that's where i get all giggly and excited is is like oh my god i have no idea where this is going because and like you can you know where daniel bryan and aj's going like you you know that yeah. to a t but where like who you're right who is is the miz in control is daniel bryan just gonna use the miz is he just playing along so that the miz will do his bidding i i just for me right now i can't put a finger on it and that's why i love it so much like you talk about magneto with the x-men there was always that is magneto just gonna stay a good guy or is he gonna see that there's a benefit to joining the bad guys and i know i'm really going off here but like that's no, that's I why those stories work so good i think that's a perfect uh connection just because you know magneto is always quote unquote the bad guy but the comic writers were traditionally trying to give him like you know xavier was the the pacifist the you know uh martin luther king jr approach while magneto was more the malcolm x approach you know if you get slapped you got to slap back yeah. you know that's the only person who's going to fight for you is you um mm -hmm. so he would kind of be treated heelish magneto but you know uh miss has a point too like he he's been saying the crowd's fickle for years so you know it's it's i think it's a perfect connection um and to see those two guys you know team up you know it's obviously not going to be something that's going to be long-lived I, I i wouldn't think if only because you know at some point you know we know miz has traditionally been super selfish everything's been in his own self-interest um at some point he's going to want that gold which he hasn't touched in many many moons um at some point he's going to want to have you know a piece of the gold but i think it's kind of uh, I, I don't feel like i'm adding a lot of a lot of new to what you said because it was such a good point but you know for him to kind of see like man this whole time i you know i corrupted daniel bryan you know he's supposed to be the the people's the real people's champ you know he's the yes man that yeah you know the the crowd turned on the you know the whole show just for him and that whole time i was it was me daniel <laughs> i was right all along you know it's a really good story yeah um, and i think too like when we talk about like months ago where we're like this has to be this has to go to wrestlemania the miz and daniel bryan um you know and and think about we've also talked about johnny gargano and tommaso champa when that if that makes it all the way the middle is going to be very predictable you know we're going to figure it out because eventually it'll wind up being gargano and champa but 
when we and and it's not about just doing something that the fans don't see coming because we've seen that go wrong a lot but this is fun this is something where it's so far outside and and i don't want to see them like become buddies i don't want to see kevin owens and chris jericho i like the idea of of uh like an arm's length friendship you know like something where more of a a common enemy than like a friendship. yeah and the enemy isn't aj styles it's the fans it's the wwe universe and i think i think that's where they could find a, a and here i am predicting it and if it comes true then what is it predictable or unpredictable but um you know that's that's where that that that's successful but then give me some juice you know give me some things that i don't see coming uh in regards to how they get there in regards to how they figure out like our common enemy is the fans and screw them um yeah but yeah I th- well it's just it's just so fun like it, it's yeah it's yeah it is unpredictable it's unpredictable just because we haven't we haven't been down this path before we've only seen those two as enemies since they've ever interacted yeah when miz was first training daniel bryan so yeah, now uh, it's kind of like miz is training him again or at least you know he's he's watching his product it's kind of cool um as far as quick hits go um i don't know if you have any or not but i just wanted to throw out there that cesaro spot you know when we think about man we got it we got this huge nxt roster they're they're hiring even more free agents and you know these guys get called up to smackdown or raw yeah and you forget that the guys already on the show can go and that's cesaro uh, maybe he doesn't cut the most compelling promos but man uh, the feats of strength he did this week where he's doing the big swing on us uh while doing a fireman carry of xavier woods was was pretty damn impressive uh if you haven't <laughs> yeah. checked it out just go on WWE Network and look at the SmackDown highlights for that triple threat match. That was, that was pretty damn impressive. Or go to Hulu. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, Matt, did you have any uh, quick hits for SmackDown? Well, I, I do want to throw this out there. Um, I want to get your initial thoughts because, you know, we've got, uh, we've got what, one more weekend and then we're doing our preview for TLC. Um, yeah. Is Asuka winning this thing? Because to me it looks like she might sneak one. <sighs> Well, I don't know. Because for Becky, has how many title defenses has she had? One? Any? Uh, yeah, she was the first women's champion. What do you mean? Oh, oh, I'm sorry. You mean now? Um, yeah, right now. Has she? Yeah, so has she, she successfully defended the belt yet? She. Didn't she have the belt going into Evolution, or am I wrong? she had it i thought she wanted it evolution didn't she did she not i have a terrible memory um and then what's your point where are you going with this uh i'm fine with asuka winning because i like asuka but if she loses at um tlc it means she's just zero and one as a champion well, I'll, I'll put it this way and we talked about it last week um that the chase is always better uh, I guess the chase for Asuka hasn't been that great, but uh, more or less the, the chase for Becky. And is she destined to lose the title and become Stone Cold, uh, like we already talked about earlier, and just have Becky win the Royal Rumble and get right back in there? I mean, I guess she's still owed a title shot if she loses. Yeah, none of that makes sense. All right, Becky's winning. 
Um, yeah. Oscar will just win the Royal Rumble again. It'll be it'll be fine. Well, <laughs> I'm just kidding. I I'm pretty sure Charlotte's winning that Royal Rumble. Just throwing it out uh, okay, there. fine. Like that year where they said, uh, was it two years ago, and they said Randy Orton's going to win, and we were like, what? Oh, no, it does a little make sense, because I haven't done anything with them. <laughs> it definitely feels like Charlotte's going to come out on top for that. But we'll see. Yeah, um, hopefully not. <laughs> I love how all of our shows kind of digress into the Royal Rumble, because that's all we ever think about. Well, it's coming uh, up, and I think we should have our own segment where we, we book someone, start, you know, Royal Rumble to WrestleMania. um i think we should go from the day what we should do is book day after royal rumble to next royal rumble that's what we should book noise we'll book uh 12 months of activity (laughs) um so yeah if you're all set with quick hits matt we are at hour 15 here uh might be a new record low for us doing pretty good yeah i say we wrap it up we did it. And it's all, it's all thanks to SmackDown and Raw not being very good. <laughs> well, you know, if NXT UK keeps it up, we'll just have NXT uh, and SmackDown to talk about. and We'll do an hour podcast about an hour program on WWE Network. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have to start reviewing, like, Edge and Christian or something. Oh, God. Well, uh, that that is it for the Brothers of Discussion, folks. I, I'm hungry. I know there's a Wings game on for me. I haven't played video games in a few days. I've got an empty house. Oh, shit. I do still have chores to do, and I got work in the morning. I don't know. Well, All I heard was video games. <laughs> got to go back to my horse in Red Dead. I miss it. Uh, but that's yeah. us from Brothers of Discussion. You can find us at BOD Podcast. Uh, we're trying to figure out something so we can stay in constant contact i i did start a new full-time job so it has become quite difficult to keep in the regular facebook twitter communications that i used to but uh, i'm gonna try uh, my best and we'll, we'll i might have to actually start contributing <laughs> yeah maybe uh but we're also looking to add some uh, some work on vodpodcast.com uh there hasn't been a blog in a while i have uh i have, I have one that's happening started um so we'll see how people goes. like her memes anyway so screw them yeah that's true nobody really just kidding reads the articles uh, but thanks for tuning in uh and remember next week we will announce the big winner of our itunes subscription review contest so if you want a chance to don't win forget yep don't forget to enter and then create a burner account and enter again so you can have two guarantee entries. your victory yes all right Thank you, everybody. Mick. Have a nice show. Uh, yes, be Mick Foley in the 98 Royal Rumble. <laughs> Do it. All right. <laughs>